Welcome to the Basement Lounge Podcast with your hosts Mike Shea and Mike Wells. Sit back, grab a drink, relax, let's see where the time takes us. Enjoy. I've been I'm obsessed lately with like old Chris Farley clips and also just like like his story in general. Like I watched this interview with, with Chris Rock that he did on Howard Stern about Farley and uh, about how like for the longest time uh, like Chris Rock wouldn't do business with like NBC or, or SNL because he blamed them for Farley's death. Really? Because like they knew he had a problem, but like like they would just like basically they'd get him sober enough to where he could do the job they needed and then they'd just send him fucking back off on his way. Um, like like Tommy Boy and Black Sheep, like he's fucking coked out of his mind doing those. But basically, like they had these handlers who, like, their job was just to get him sober enough to finish shooting, and then make the money. Yeah, because I think Bob Odenkirk was doing an interview where he was like talking about like the last time he saw Farley, he was like at like a strip club or something like that, and was just completely coked out and was just like throwing handfuls of money and and complete was just out of his fucking gore then like 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 a, like a week later like was when he died or some shit that's like that that's crazy and i was, sometimes i wonder like where his career would have been if he where he would be right now if he survived well he would have been they would the grown-ups movies would have come out a lot sooner yeah no realistically because because sandler they had written those in the night they were going to shoot those back then and when farley died he shelved it for a while and then they i didn't know that yeah cool have you, have you heard the song he does yeah it's yeah. a great song grown-ups yeah the yeah. grown-ups three thing that's because he was it was originally written for farley for mm-hmm. all of them plus farley and then they waited until you know when they did and brought in kevin james which i love kevin james but He's not Chris Farley. He's not. There's never going to be another Chris Farley. You feel bad? Yeah, I feel bad because he probably he probably replaced Chris Farley in the movie. So can you just imagine me like, hey, this was actually for Chris, and you're like, what's the way oh, you tell me that? Oh yeah, you got to because he probably inspired Kevin. Obviously, he did inspire Kevin James. If you look at Kevin James, it's yeah. like yeah, I look at him and Melissa McCarthy both the same way. As like these two went to that Chris Farley school of because Chris Farley was like that for a lot of people. The the overweight but still able to do this lot larger than life physical comedy and because so many comedians who were overweight like that would let would kind of hold them back and he he never fucking did but that's one of the things that chris rock talks about in the interview with stern is like he talks about how like the the chippendale sketch with him and and, and swayze like like farley didn't love that sketch because originally they had written it to where the fat guy wins the job mm-hmm but they had him like change it to where no, we're gonna give it to Swayze. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like so. At the end of the day, you're still like putting the fat guy down, down, making him the bad. And like Farley knew who he was, and he like it wasn't like he was ashamed of it, but he still had that. You that, still have sense of like you still got that that little bit of a chip on your shoulder and your on your on your self esteem. Like his mom will talk about how like she he'd call me like, well, they wrote me another scene to be the dumb fat guy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, that Swayze bit—that's that's one of my favorite. That's probably my my two favorite SNL skits are that, mm-hmm. and then Will Ferrell American, the American fucking speedo. Oh my god, that speedo bit is. Yeah. I've never seen so many people break character at the I same know. time when he grabs fucking Amy Poehler, <laughs> and Amy's like. Who is struggling from the moment he walks in the room? Not the Horatio Sainz was like, <laughs> you go down. Like, though, I, I always love when Rachel Dratch would do the, um, 
the Debbie Downer spits. Yeah. Because they would always say, like, we could not, they basically would just, they would, they would never do them live. They would just show a, a recording of the rehearsal because they're like, we could never get a clean rehearsal. Here's the best one we got. And it was always. I did not know that. Yeah. Ha, almost, almost every Debbie Downer sketch was just, a, 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 they would just run, run a tape because they could never get through a fucking rehearsal. This is so fucking fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like Rachel Dratch would sit down and already be, and she's supposed to be the fucking sad one. And she's already laughing. Um, well, same like if you watch the, the original Matt Foley sketch, the motivational speaker, Spade and because Christina Applegate was 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 hosting, yeah. she hit the two of them are just like covering yeah, oh their God, faces. Yeah. They are trying so hard not to laugh because that I mean the Matt Foley the, the Matt Foley the, he will that is the one he will always be remembered for is living in a van down by the river living in a van down by the river. Did you see the video from a couple of years ago where like the little like four year old did that for Halloween? Yes. Oh my. <laughs> You don't know Jack Squad. <laughs> he fucking goes through the table and the fucking thing. And I'm just like watching that video, rethinking about the video, they are trying so hard not to laugh. Yeah. They're trying so hard not to laugh. I've watched that clip in the last week alone. I think I've watched it like four times. And like Spade especially is just on the verge of, of losing. Because he's like. he's He can't hold it together. He just fucking can't. It. it and, and but it's just about if you watch any sketch Farley's in, it's pretty much like that. Like the um, what's or, the one he would do with Sandler where they were like the old married couple? And he just grabbed him right here. And, he was grabbing, and Sandler is just like biting his fucking <laughs> lip. <laughs> <laughs> this is my hell, and he's just like feeling him up yeah. and leaning on him and shit. Yeah, uh, lunch lady. When you did the lunch lady thing, yeah. oh my god. Um, fucking, uh, God damn. I miss that man so much, you know, but uh, to this day, and that is weird, but like my favorite thing he ever did was the sketch, the Chris Farley show where he'd be interviewing like, like Jeff Daniels. And he'd be like, do you remember when like, yeah. you were, you were yeah. in speed? That was really great. <laughs> did you ever see die hard? <laughs> That's almost kind of like Zach Galifianakis between two ferns is almost kind of like a ripoff of that. A little bit, yeah. It's it's. And like, I love Zach Galifianakis. So, so yeah, I never thought about that till just now. So I will I will say because I've watched I've been watching all these clips and shit is is my is I love the stories that like Sandler and Spade and other, the writers will tell about Farley of like what a fucking whack job he was behind the scenes. See, I haven't heard a lot of those. Like, like and, and I mean that in a good way. So yeah. like, um, he would he would. In in and in, in Sandler's song, he talks about he's like I most I mostly miss watching you torture fuck with yeah, David Spade. Sad. He would at one point I guess like he let um he, Spade started dating some girl that I guess Farley had thought was hot or something like that or whatever. So he left this like ridiculously angry, violent, I'm gonna fucking kill you voicemail for, <laughs> for David Spade. And I guess Spade didn't show up to set for a couple of days uh, at SNL. And when he, and Farley felt bad, so then when Spade showed up, he was like, hey, did you, did you get my joke message? <laughs> Please don't tell Lorne. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I, I guess at one point, um, Spade was dating like a, like a Playboy model or some shit. And so Farley went and found the issue that she was in. And I guess he jerked off into it and left it sitting on Spade's desk. 
Jesus Christ, dude. He would fuck with Spade, like fat guy in a little coat. Goat. That was something he used to do to fuck with Spade behind when they were writing because they, they shared an office together. He would always go grab Spade's jacket and dance in it and fucking like rip it and shit. And Spade talks about like how Spade talks about like how he used to hate the bit because Farley would do it to him every day. And one time he was in the office and here Farley go, hey Dave, I gotta show you something. I, go, I said, Chris, I swear to God, if it's fat guy in a little coat, it's not funny anymore. No, 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 it's not that. And he turns around and Farley's got the coat on and he goes, and he rips it and he goes, don't quit on the bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, God damn, that's good. Jay, Jay Moore and David Tell were, were writing uh, for SNL at one point. And I guess when Farley was there, and um, I guess they bet him like a hundred bucks each that he wouldn't shit out the window. Oh, he's... <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he like he hung his ass out the window and like fucking took his shit. Yeah, I don't think I feel like he'd be the type of guy if he bet him he would do it. He fucking would. Actually, but I will say the, the one of my favorites I did so was was Olivia Olivia Wilde was on uh, Howard Stern, and she was talking about because she grew up her parents were like 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 entertainment executors or some shit and so like when she was like eight or nine years old they got they took her to an snl taping when farley was still there and they they got to go to the after party and she was talking about how like she when she was like eight or nine she was like really awkward chubby little kid and felt out of place so i guess she was just kind of like hanging out by like the dessert table and i guess farley felt bad for her because mm -hmm. she's just this little kid yeah. so he walks over to her and was like being all nice to her and he started just like stuffing brownies in his face like to, to fucking make her laugh and shit and Hung out with her all night, and I was just kind of like, "Oh, that's so nice." But I can also just picture him doing that, just fucking just <laughs> stuffing him, like in there. all like fucking, yeah. God, where would he be now? Like, where would he Holy be? Holy shit, I don't even know. Like, would he have had a weight loss thing? You think at one point? I, I, I think he would have had to, only especially because not not to keep telling all these fucking stories, but um. Sandler, Sandler was on was on because because Conan O'Brien was a writer at SNL yeah. when 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 like he was there pre Sandler and Farley like he was there when Farley and Sandler started, um and that's how he got the job at, at late night um but uh they used to take when 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 they would always take they said oh the writing staff would always take the host out to dinner after after the show and they said that whenever they'd go out to dinner with Farley it was always he'd go to the waiter okay so we'll have like a all the all the like a like a, like a t-bone steak and uh you know baked potatoes and and you know Caesar salad and fries okay now bring me two of each of those he'd make an order and it was always two of everything he orders he ate two steaks two potatoes two orders of fries two salads and they said that's the only time Farley ever stopped talking cuz he would just just plow it down but Spade would say whenever he'd get a steak and you know, those little the little individual butter square things you can you get like yeah. most, he cut a chunk of steak and put one whole thing of those butter things on there oh my god spade, <laughs> spades like why did you do that and farley would say it needs a hat and that's how but that's how he'd eat his fucking steak so honestly i don't know because if the drugs hadn't fucking killed him i think his fucking diet would he, and he didn't have like a bad childhood did he? no he was really close with his family yeah, yeah. Him, him and his brother's like half the shit half the movies and shit that he did like his brothers worked with him on and so his brother kevin still does comedy still, yeah, yeah kevin's great because his, his other brother became i think became like a priest or something like that mm -hmm. um but like he was super close with his dad and his mom especially but his dad was like his best fucking friend but then his dad died when he was i can't remember well, his, his dad was alive when he died he died okay, but he died not long after okay 
Because his dad was, it was, like, if you watch Tommy Boy, that's honestly kind of like what him and his dad were like, because they were both, like, they looked just like each other. They were both really big guys. Um, he talks about, uh, in an interview with Conan, when Conan had his show about how, like, Matt Foley is kind of based on his dad a little bit, because he'd go from super calm to super fucking intense, like, in, in a split second. He's like, yeah, we'd be sitting around the house. All of a sudden, my dad would just go, I said who wants to go to Gimbal's? <laughs> but yeah from all accounts like yeah his, I, I think i think from what from what chris rocket said i think he just he became so big so fast and in in terms of like the celebrity of it all and i think he just got swept up in it but because he was so good and people didn't want him to lose that edge they just kind of encouraged him that's so shitty. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Like for the longest time, like Chris Rock, like he didn't want anything to do. Like after he left SNL, he didn't want anything to do with NBC or SNL or any of that shit. Makes sense. Yeah, and really good friends, all of them. Oh yeah, him, him, Sandler, Spade. I mean, Rob Schneider, Schneider, <laughs> um, uh, Tim Meadows. I mean, those guys were the best of fucking friends. I mean, Norm Macdonald. Um. No, Norm wasn't on that long though. No, he he came in kind of at the tail end of a lot of them getting ready to leave. I think he had the best weekend update. It, it, oh, hundred percent. I've been watching some of those clips too. Hundred percent. He never would have. He never would have lasted today. No. Uh, I keep I keep waiting for him to be like fucking quote unquote canceled because like if you go back and watch like a lot of his old shit, he was <laughs> said some fucked up stuff. He doesn't give a fuck. But like his there's 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 like a twenty minute montage of all the oj simpson jokes he told because he went nuts after oj simpson which is what got him fired inevitably but um i did not know that the, the head of nbc at the time was like best friends with oj simpson oh jesus and he was like every weekend update was mercilessly going after like oj fucking did it people like and yeah it eventually got him fired it, I mean, it's blatantly obvious. I mean, it's blatantly obvious that OJ did murder those two yeah, people. It's not a, yeah. It's not even like, it's just a damn good lawyers. Right. Yeah. He, he had a great legal team and that was, that was also one of those situations of the, the power of celebrity kind of won at the, at the end. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so I've, I've been, I don't, I don't, I don't know what triggered it. Like I hadn't watched like a Farley movie in a while. I think I just found a clip online uh, I, was, I don't know what it was. Was I? I finally sat down and watched the Sandler special beginning to end because like, mm-hmm. I, I had heard the, I had heard the Farley song and Phone Wallet Keys, which is great, but I had never watched the whole hundred percent special, which is it's fine. I haven't watched it either. I watched um, I watched the Farley tribute yeah. because just because it, it's Farley, yeah. like and like. Obviously, they're best friends, and ever so it was really good. But I've never watched the special. It's fine. It's it's a lot of just it's a lot of just bits, um, and inter interlooped with him doing like, it's it's almost like if you've ever watched like a Bo Burnham special. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like you can see where Bo Burnham probably took a lot of inspiration from Adam Sandler. Never thought about that. So you just you just said that, but yeah, you're right. Um, so it's, it feels kind of like that. But also, the special itself is like four different. It's him doing the show in four different venues. Yeah. And the footage is all kind of I think one of them was in Columbus. Yeah. And because some of them are huge theaters and some of them are like small fucking clubs. And, yeah. and so so it's kind of it's it's more it, it feels almost like just like a like a collection of like tour footage. Gotcha. Than an actual special. And, but like the, the bits themselves 
they're either they're either great or they're turds. Yeah. It's not a lot in between. Um, but yeah, so I, and, and so that just kind of got me on this rabbit hole of all this Farley stuff, and then and then through that because that was how I learned because I didn't know that Conan was I knew Conan was an SNL writer at one point. I didn't know he was in that Farley Sandler era of writing SNL. And so that got me in this rabbit hole of like all the tonight show drama with him and Leno and Letterman and well, Conan holy, got fucked. Conan got fucked. I remember, I remember cause I was still working in radio. I remember when that shit went down verbatim, I didn't realize how fucking deep that shit went. I don't know how deep. All I know is that he like his last like month. He did not give a shit what he did on. No, he. I remember because like his last week, he was like, every everything, anything we do, NBC has to pay for. So our job is to run up the budget of this show as much as possible. And he, and he was, had every right to do that. He absolutely fucking did because he. They were. He got. He got. He got the shaft. Well, I mean, I mean, they took him away. He had a good thing at Comedy Central. Yeah. And well, no, the, the show that was Comedy Central was just a rebroadcast of the NBC show. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But he had a good thing on that. And yeah. then basically like saying, hey, like, we want you to take this position. And he gave up that to take that position, right? Yeah. And then they he fucked had, him. Cause so, and, and that's how I found how deep. So this shit goes all the way back to like the fucking 90s with Johnny Carson. Uh-huh. Because originally he had wanted Letterman to take over the Tonight Show. Because uh-huh. he, because Letterman, Letterman started late night, that, that the show that Conan had. Letterman was the one that started that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Carson had said, I'm going to give you the Tonight Show when I retire. And then basically Leno sucked the right dick and got them to give him the Tonight Show. And Letterman got pissed off. Well, rather than bitch about it, he just went across the street to CBS and said, y'all want to host? And then they gave him the late show. And then that's where he was up until he fucking retired. Um, and then they gave... Conan his show which was in the ratings fucking toilet when it started yeah nobody was watching it nobody liked it finally like Letterman went on and I guess that kind of gave it some credibility or whatever when he realized like no because nobody knew who the fuck Conan O'Brien was he was an SNL writer he wasn't like a well-known comedian or anything like that but so the shit that went down with Leno and O'Brien was basically just a rehash of the same shit that went down with with Letterman and Letterman for the longest time was like staying silent. And then finally one day when they announced, because originally how it was, was Leno got his little variety show at 10 o'clock during prime time. Yeah. And it, it ate a dick in the ratings. Like nobody cared. But then because it was so bad, because of the way it would work is he would be gone from 10 to 11. And then the 11 o'clock local news would go on till 1130. And then the tonight show would start. Well, because Leno's ratings were so bad, the lead-in ratings to the local news were tanking. So local news was seeing like a 30% drop in their ratings. Oh, Jesus. So they were all like, we're not okay. We're like, They were like threatening to like, you know, withdraw licenses and say like, we're not going to carry your shit anymore if it's going to ruin our programming. Like, why would we do that? So the network was like, well, the affiliates aren't happy. So how about this? Let's move you back to 1130. Because for some reason, they didn't think the problem was the time, was the content. It was the time slot. So they're like, well, let's move you to 1130 and we'll move the Tonight Show to midnight. You, we'll, we'll make your show a half hour show and then bump everybody else back a half hour. Because like, so, at, at that point, Jimmy Fallon had taken over late, the late yeah. night from Conan and Carson Daly was... I didn't realize Carson Daly was on until 2019. Really? I didn't realize he'd been on that fucking long. I thought he got canceled a long time ago. But then, <laughs> and then Carson Daly would be on. But it was like, that would then push everybody back a half hour. The Tonight Show wouldn't go on until after midnight. 
Then Jimmy Fallon wouldn't go on until like a one o'clock. And then Carson Daly wouldn't go on until almost two o'clock. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll just go ahead and do that. Because Conan will be okay with that. And Conan was like, no, if you put The Tonight Show on after midnight, it's not The Tonight Show anymore. It's The Tomorrow Show. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you're going to do that, I'm just going to quit. So he quit. He, he asked them to release him from his contract. They wouldn't release him from his contract. They basically bought him out of whatever was left. Because at that point, they were, well, at that point, they were telling him, you know, at that point, they were in violation of his contract by not letting him have the show anymore. So he ended up getting like this huge fucking payout. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't release him from his contracts. So that's why he couldn't host anything for like another year after that. Jeez. And then Leno got the Tonight Show back. And then Jimmy Fallon uh, eventually took over. But when Jimmy Fallon took over the Tonight Show, because when Leno was, when Leno was, when it got announced, Leno was going to take over the, take the Tonight Show back. At one point, he did this like, public address or whatever he was kind of like and by the way i just want to remind everybody don't blame conan for this this wasn't his fault and that night david letterman was kind of david letterman finally spoke up he's kind of like okay i've been quiet about this as long as i can be so tonight in his little speech jay said please don't blame conan nobody is (laughs) (laughs) he's like in the millions of words that have been printed about this not once has anyone blamed conan for what's happening right now and then it would become this whole bit on his show where, like, something would go wrong. He went, hey, don't you think about blaming Conan? <laughs> Jesus. And it, and then Len, and then so then Letterman every night was just ripping into because he hates fucking he hated fucking Jay Leno. I don't. I mean, you'd have to. Yeah. Well, the only person who hates him more is is Howard. Howard Stern can't fucking stand Jay Leno. I did not know that. He hates Jay Leno. Like the whole time this was going on, if you really want some fucking some shit. If you go back and check out uh, Howard Stern's commentary on all this this shit with Jay Leno, he hates Jay Leno. And one of the things he says, he's like, I hate Jay Leno. Most of Hollywood hates Jay Leno. Everyone's just afraid to say it. Because mm. he's NBC's, he was NBC's golden boy. Yeah. But because um, when, when, when they originally announced Conan was going to get The Tonight Show, uh, Howard Stern went on Conan and he was kind of like, you don't think they're actually going to give this to you, right? He's like, you know they're going to screw you over in the end. And oh, like, fuck. That's fucked up. Yeah, Conan was like, no. They're, he's like, no, it's fine. And Howard Stern's like, no, they're going to do to you and they did to Letterman, I promise you. And they fucking did. Jesus. Yeah. But when, when Leno retired again and they were going to give the Fallon, he was doing an interview with, with this guy. And he was like, so what's the story behind you going to, to, to Fallon? He's like, oh, yeah, I know. That's going to be great. I don't want to repeat what went down last time. And the reporter literally sit, looks at him in the face and goes, that's the exact same thing you said about Conan O'Brien. And if you can ever find the Oprah interview, Oprah interviewed him during this whole thing, and Oprah ripped Jay Leno a new asshole. Did he really? Did she really? Yeah. Oh so did God. Kimmel. When when Leno first took back the Tonight Show, like when his first month, he was doing this like video call back and forth with with Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel fucking tore into him on his own show. Jesus, like nobody was nice to Leno about this. So he shouldn't be like you fucking. Well, not only that, like uh, Conan had all his writers too, right? At that point, whole staff, yeah. Like you just they, 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 so he, many people he had moved them. He had moved them to do the show into a into another city because they weren't doing his show was being done in, in another city, and so they he moved his staff to do the Tonight Show, and now suddenly they're all out of fucking work. Like that's completely. He has, oh my god! I always like. Yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. I him probably be, Conan probably being a good person. That's what probably pissed him off more than anything too is the fact that you he uprooted a ton of people's lives. They did this for the show, and you fuck some 
so many people. Like, not only did you fuck him over, like, he gets his millions. He gets his money. Yeah. Well, like, he got paid. He got paid, like, $50 million. But but he, most of that went into his staff. Yeah. He was like, I'm fine. He's like, I'm from, a, I, I'll be okay. They're the ones who are, who are legit out of work now. So that's why there's a, there's a documentary. I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not. But so that whole time that he wasn't allowed to host anything on TV, he basically took his show on the road as a stage show. Mm. And like did interviews, did like musical numbers with the band, did a lot of like their in, in the year 2000 bits and shit. And he did it as like a touring comedy variety show for like six months and like kept a lot of his pe- took took his people with him so that way they could stay employed. That way they had money coming in from doing this. He was doing shows with like Jack Black and stuff like that. These just these like these or not Jack, but Jack White, just these live shows so that he wasn't violating his contract. But like that way they were still getting the fucking work. That's good for him. That's a good move on his part. Conan, and, and Conan's, I mean, he threw, throughout the whole thing, he never threw any shade. He never, he never took any shots at Leno. The most he did was like in like a 60 minutes interview. They were kind of like, well, would you have done the same thing in Leno's shoes? He was like, no. That's not the right thing to do. He's like, I was put in a position where I could have, and I chose not to. Yeah. You know, so he's yeah. like, that's why he went over to TBS. And fucking had great rate. I think they had great ratings. They had great, yeah. Well, he's only ending it now because he's been there for fucking, you know, 10, 15 years. It's, like, it's why it's been that long. Well, yeah. I think he, well, he's doing something on HBO, I think, too. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a talk show. Yeah. Though. It's like a variety show or something yeah. like that. So, well, people, at one point, everybody thought that he did. Because when he moved to TBS, George Lopez had his show over there. Yeah. Um, and they were going to move Lopez to later to make room for Conan's show. And at first everyone thought, well, he's just doing the Lopez, what what Leno did to him. But Lopez is like, Lopez came on, did an interview. He's like, it was my idea. Oh, really? <laughs> he's like, I'm the one who was like, move us to midnight. I get to come into work an hour later and let, let he's like, also, he's like, it's Conan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, in terms of late night hosts, who the fuck am I? He, his show had been on for a year. Yeah. So, but every, but then but then his show did get canceled. But it just wasn't a good. I like George Lopez. It wasn't a it wasn't a good show. I watched like a couple episodes of it. I, I don't think he's a great late night host. No, he's a great comedian, but yeah. he's, he wasn't a good host. And it was just a weird. It was the show itself was just kind of a weird funk. And also when you're that guy who's that low on the totem pole in in the term of like late night host hierarchy and you're on basic cable like you're struggling to get good guests for your show yeah like at that point you're just getting whoever will say yes and yeah when you're a talk show a lot of it's based on who the hell you can get yeah so i always felt like that show was like if Dave Chappelle did his own late night show, that's what it felt like. That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah, Like it felt like not saying Dave Chappelle would be a great, I mean, he might, I mean, would be a bad, I think Chappelle would do better, but I just felt like that. Like it wasn't necessarily a late night show. I just felt like, okay, like this is a comic that's yeah. trying to do this. It was because it was basically like, it was like watching Lopez do an open mic every night. Yeah. That's what it did feel. Work through bits. Yeah. yeah. That's what it actually did. it did really feel like that, because um, because because like and, and like granted like if you're a comedian and you're doing that show I, I expect you to keep your cadence and your style when you're doing your monologue but even when he had like the guests on I always felt like he was just kind of joking with them like they were doing bits together it never felt like a like a like an interview show I think Chappelle could do it only because 
when so like he did the inside the actor studio. Yeah. So they did an episode of that where James Lipton was the guest, mm-hmm. and they let him pick who he wanted to host to do his interview, and he picked Chappelle. Really? So like Chappelle went in and like did like all kinds of fucking research on him, and he's the one who actually hosted the interview of James Lipton. Hmm. It was a really good interview. He did a really good job. So I think if I think if Chappelle ever wanted to get into the late night game, I think he could. I think he would do pretty good. Mm, never thought maybe. I could see him going the way of like like what Arsenio Hall did. Arsenio, yeah, yeah. How long was that show on? A while. I mean, mid to late nineties. I think. <laughs> I never remember watching that show, but I remember being alive for that show. Uh, everybody remembers. I always the feel like boo, it was boo, like. Boo, boo, I always feel like it was like the early eighties, like before I was born, but it wasn't. It, it was well because it was kind of in that it was kind of in that crux where in, where the it was the nineties we hadn't quite left the eighties behind yet yeah plus because he was still wearing like the big suit and and shit like that I don't, did you ever see the one where he um where like he, the 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 gay the gay group came on his show and we're trying to say like he didn't yeah and he was gay. like I've interviewed Elton John like what <laughs> like, I have a lot of gay friends he's like maybe people I do have gay people on that. Don't want people to know that they are. Yeah, it's like this is not. It's none of your fucking business. Yeah, I, I do remember watching that. That's he still. I, he was on. Uh, I think he was getting interviewed on like Live FM or something like that, and they they still bring that up to this day. He's like, he's like, I was. He's like, I was the only. And plus, he was the only one at the time. Yeah, like he he had had, and I can't remember her name, but she was she was this openly lesbian comedian. It wasn't Ellen. This was before Ellen, and he had had her on when when nobody was. When like she couldn't get booked on on primetime television, and he was like, "I was the first one to do that." Like he was doing he was doing shit for for gay entertainers before anybody else was on his show. They just never realized it because they weren't popular. No, because it was Arsenio Hall, and it was mm. it was basic cable, I think. Yeah, and yeah, so nobody gave a shit. I feel like Fox would have aired it. Conan almost went to Fox. Did he? When he when when he was. You know, when the whole, because originally when the real whole path reason he got the Tonight Show was because his contract was about up and he was getting bids from Fox because they wanted to get into the late night game. Yeah, they don't have a late night game, do they? They don't. They And they wanted to try to get into it. I don't think it would work, but I don't think it would, I don't think it would go over with, with their affiliates. Well, not just that, like in order to get in the late night game, you'd have to have like somebody established. I feel like you can't just, yeah. you can't just start with somebody new. Yeah. Well, plus the other thing you got to think about, and I can I can attest to this just because this is the business I work in, but like so, in order to do that, you'd have to convince your local affiliates, like like our local Fox station, to give up at least a half an hour of local programming to do that, mm. and that's money. Yeah, there's a lot more money for the local affiliates in running a rerun of Seinfeld with local commercials booked than half hour to an hour of network programming where we get some local commercials and a little bit of a network kickback. Gotcha. So they'd have to convince their affiliates to do that, to sign off on that. And that's, that's hard to do because it's a lot of, especially right now, it's a lot of money in local local advertising. So plus at this point with the way things are, I think the name Fox just kind of, I feel like Fox has had bad programming. I mean, most network programming is pretty shitty, but Fox's programming is pretty fucking bad. That's why I watch Netflix. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I mean, they're okay. Like, I, I love the Matt. Like, I'm obsessed with the Mass Singer. I think the Mass Singer is one of the best things on TV right now. Um, they, they Fox shows all the Gordon Ramsay shows, so I'm 
always, you know, whether it's Kitchen Nightmares or MasterChef or all that shit. So I won't say the, I won't say it all sucks. It's just, but I'm also like picky about what I'm going to watch nowadays. I see. I remember last time I ever watched anything on Fox. I really can't tell you. Maybe a Family Guy episode. I will. I will say su- Sundays. I'm glued. Well, that's the thing. They have actually all like. Sun- that's their that's their niche. Sun- Sunday nights kind of their is their is their money. Yeah, is it because they got the all the really funny Simpsons? You get two episodes of the Simpsons. You get two. You got Family Guy, Bob's Burgers. Um, is the Great Outdoors? The, oh, the Great the Great North. The Great North. That show's fucking funny. Is it? Nick Offerman and it's really funny. Um, that new one, Duncanville, that Amy Poehler one is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I'm not crazy about is Bless the Hearts. Which is that? No, I don't know what that. It's it's some new like redneck one. It's got um, Ike Bernholtz and Maya Rudolph in it. Mm. That's not for me. Mm. But but that that yeah that Sunday night lineup crushes every every nobody wants to compete with that. That's you can't. No, because it's a fucking. I think that's their other than Adult Swim. Yeah, that's literally the only adult cartoons I feel like. Pretty much, yeah. Fox used to do this thing um, for a little while. I forget what it was called, but but they moved it over to FX, and it was kind of like it was because Sunday night they called like animation domination. Yeah, and they used to do like a different version of it, like on Saturdays, and it was shows like uh, like Axe Cop, Axe Cop, which was like a it was more of like the obscure adult weird yeah, stuff. They moved they moved most of that over to FX, where like Archer lives and stuff like that. But um, but that's where Fox has always always been killing it with that stuff, and and like like from from a from an industry standpoint, like when we're when we're on Sundays, um, if you have like like a NASCAR race and it, it goes long to where it's overlapping where that that those those cartoons would start, rather than like join in progress, they will make you slide everything because they do not want to lose any of those shows. Wow. So that so they'll they'll have us like slide when the local news starts and like join something else in progress overnight that's like low cost low risk because they don't want to lose any of that airtime for those shows because that's how big a ratings and, and money generator they is shit yeah i never yeah damn so yeah you know and, and even abc like a lot of the network stuff nowadays just doesn't interest me but a lot of it's just like i'm so tired of ambulance and, and firefighter shows that's all i mean it's like the new version of fucking uh, NYPD Blue. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Well, and for the longest time, everybody had a Bachelor-esque dating show. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, everybody had a, I'm so glad these are going away, but the shows where it's the person that's not a cop but works with the cops because they're a specialist in something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly, everybody had like three of those shows. Like, yeah, like Sleepy Hollow, Lucifer. Right now, you've got... You know, yet yet castle or it's, I'm not a cop, I'm a writer, but I work with the, the cops. cops. Everybody had those, and I I, I get so tired of those so fast. What was the fucking? I forgot about Sleepy Hollow. Holy shit! Well, no, you know what? Now with like with COVID and everything, I don't think anybody's really come how to be able to come out with like a good like series premiere or anything like. Well, like, there's this new there's this new one on ABC that I keep hearing about called Big Sky. Oh yeah! Everyone, I have not had a chance to watch it. Everyone he, has told me it's really good. Here's the thing: I don't like, I can't watch ABC shows like okay. that, and I just feel like it's almost trying too hard to be gritty, but it's not gritty. There, I will say there there are times where they feel like they're trying to be NBC, because like NBC puts out This Is Us, 
a year later, ABC drops a million little things. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of in the same vein, which is just like super heartstring tugging, constant drama. No one's ever truly, there's no truly good ending. Every good ending has a catch. It's life. Thing. It's life. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I get what you're coming from. They're, they're like, they've got like Station 19, which kind of feels like it's trying to be Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, or, you know, it's just, Grey's Anatomy always felt like it was trying to be ER. Yeah, oh, God. Um, I don't know. I just, when it comes to that, like, because you had all what's-her-faces. Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes shows. Thir- I'll tell you what. When I was when I got hired, when Thursday night was still Shonda, was still Shonda night, that was the night where it was like, Mike, this is not the night to make a mistake. If you make a mistake and it screws up something on air, like, we hear about it because that's so much money. It was invested in, in Sean tonight because you had I, scandal and highway with murder and Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just they feel like I it, I think it might be the way it's also filmed. Okay, like I don't I don't know. It's really kind of weird. It has like it's almost like how all those are filmed. It's almost like is I can't. I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe it. How it's. these dark undertones but Mm -hmm. it's almost like poppy no i get what you mean yeah it's like it's like surface level it's 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 deep but it's not yeah it's it's, it's like it's dark but it's dark in the way that people okay so so I, i use this analogy sometimes when i talk about like like shitty noise noisy heavy metal bands where i'm like this is what people who don't like metal think metal sounds like yeah and so a lot of the Shonda Rhyme shit, they like, this is what people who don't understand deep art think deep art is supposed to be. Yeah. Like, this is what, high, high concept, that's where it'll work more. This is what people who don't understand high concept think high concept is. Mm. That, I think you're, I think you're right on. I think that's exactly what it feels like. Because I'm like, you're right, like, oh, like, this is just, you literally took, like, prototypical normal stuff that everybody's written, they can watch on anything else, and just, like, mm-hmm. like. And also, everyone's fucking. Well, yeah, Why everybody, is everybody fucking on well, the no, shows. It, like I can't like it's like taking a Marvel movie yeah. and putting like let's take the Marvel, let's take um Ant-Man. Okay. Not really dark movie, not really dark. Right. But you try to like put like a dark like and then you take the Dark Knight mm-hmm. like kind of film aspect. Like it's like I don't it's so fucking weird. That's all I see on ABCs when they try to do that type of shit. Like, I like shows like Breaking Bad and, like, fucking Sons of Anarchy and, like, all that type of stuff to where, like, I don't know. Like, you don't really know what to expect. And I think all those shows are very read, like, this is exactly what's going to happen. I I think with shows like Breaking Bad, they know who their audience is, and Mm -hmm. so they're just trying to appeal to that audience. That's true. what a lot of the ABC shows do is they try to make the same type of shows, but they try to make them appealing to everybody. Which makes sense because it's yeah. like that nature, I mean, basic cable. Well, yeah, it's it, Breaking Bad has the benefit of being on a channel where if anybody wants to watch it, like they're paying to watch it. Yeah. ABC's network. It's yeah. free. It's 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 an all ages kind of thing. I just want meth. <laughs> Just want some meth. Just blue, to be specific. Blue meth. 
All right, folks, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Basement Lounge. If you want to follow us online, you can follow Mike Wells on Twitter and Instagram at MikeWTFWells. And you can follow me, Mike Shea, at MrMikeShea on Twitter and Instagram as well. You can also follow this show on Twitter and Instagram at TBL underscore pod. And uh, we got a brand new website under construction for you guys with uh, some cool new stuff coming down the line as well. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll catch you guys again next week with another episode. And until then, as always, live well, rock on, take care, and bye-bye.